1: Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to Bluenile.com. That's Bluenile.com. You're listening to the Room 104 Podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. FM 104. It's Room
2: 104, Tacoma and Stisher here, good evening, I hope you're well. Now if you've ever had a conversation with someone, sometimes you might have made the mistake of thinking and being convinced that they said something completely different to what they to what they actually said. And it may be you thinking that your ears are deceiving you, but sometimes it might be your eyes that are deceiving you, because apparently if certain visual cues can make certain words sound completely different, and it might be your eyes and our brains and all of those things, not just your ears that are fooling you. To talk a little bit more about the science and the research behind that, what is known as the McGurk effect. Assistant Professor from Houston, Texas, John McNaughty. Sir, how are you?
0: Good. How are you guys?
3: Yeah, we're too, yeah good. we're too good. So what exactly is the McGurk effect? Yeah, so the McGurk effect at its simplest is what we do is we bring people into the lab and we play them a video of someone saying something really, really simple So, often we don't even use words. We just take the sound ba, very, very simple. So you can all hear someone saying Mm ba, but then what we do is then we play another video of someone saying ga. So again, not even really a word, just a sound ga. And you can kind of make those sounds yourself. If you say to yourself ba, feel what your lips are doing, and then say the sound ga, feel what your lips are doing. So ba, very strong, big lip motions. Ga, maybe a little bit more subtle. So what we can do- um, with technology is we can combine those two th- um, stimuli together. So we take the auditory of someone saying ba and the visual of someone saying ga. And through the you know magic of neuroscience, what your brain does is it says, hey, this information is kind of conflicting. I'm hearing ba, but I'm seeing ga. And it combines those. And what most people end up hearing is actually something in the middle. They hear da. And so even though most people have never, you don't spend a lot of time listening to Boz and Gauze, Um This is a really reliable phenomenon um, that we can kind of trick yeah. people into hearing something that's actually not what they saw nor what they heard. It's this third thing.
2: But the, the audio is, you haven't done anything to the audio, you're just mismatching it with what the person is seeing.
3: Yeah and that's what's pretty powerful because when we, you know, I encourage people to go to YouTube and, and look at McGurk Effect and the idea is you can close your eyes And all of a sudden, it sounds like ba again. And then you open your eyes, and now it sounds like da. Or, you know, sometimes it just sounds kind of weird.
0: You know what's really funny? I did look at this video, and I was, you know, staring at it for ages. But Mm -hmm. what I noticed about myself was I was buying the visual much more than the audio. So although he, you know, like you're saying, he was still saying ba, but it was a guy using the kind of ga expression, I
3: completely just heard... Gah. Yeah. So that's one of the things that's been more appreciated recently. Um, and some of this, that idea that there are actually individual differences that, you know, not all brains respond the same way to this illusion is what has really, I think, kept the illusion around. Um, especially recently, we're trying to figure out why is it that some people actually tend to focus in on the lips. And some people, even if you play the illusion over and over again, they're like, no, I, I still always hear it as va. And you know, the question is like, well, what should you hear? You know, sometimes we debate, is it a good thing to get the illusion or should people really just kind of pick one or the other? But yeah, lots of individual differences. We even did a um, a study where we went and got a large sample of people um, in China. And we said, well, do they get the McGurk effect? Even if we play them these same kind of stimuli that are in American English. And yes, they do, they, they integrate Um, these two cues to produce this third percept, but again, with lots of individual variation. Um, So it's one of these fun things that exists even across people that maybe grew up speaking different languages.
2: What I find really interesting is that what I think we would, you know, maybe traditionally have thought is that your senses shouldn't or don't really overlap. I know there might have been an old old view of the brain that, you know, it, things were compartmentalized a little bit, that your brain, this part of the brain looked after sight, this part of the brain looked after hearing. But obviously from this then is that there, there's overlap and your vision is actually influencing the part of your brain that is controlling what you're hearing.
3: Yeah, and I agree with you completely. I think we kind of have this idea of you have five senses or maybe six six, you know, maybe seven, depending on who's doing the counting, and they all have their little jobs. But the real world, of course, is much more complicated. Uh, When you're talking to someone, you're never just listening to them. You're also seeing them. And so from that standpoint, it makes sense for the brain to try to use as much information as possible. And for the most part, what you're seeing and what you're hearing and what you're touching and what you're smelling, they all agree. And so putting all the information together is a pretty good strategy. But when the cues are in conflict and your brain has to make a decision, do I combine things? Do I not combine things? That's when a lot of these illusions Um,
0: It's really interesting that you say that because, you know, say if you're in a work environment and let's be honest, you're giving out about somebody, your boss or something like that, and they're on their way over to you and you, you, have you ever done this, I do it all the time, where you kind of grit your teeth so people can't make out what you're saying from afar. So you could say something like, (laughs) she's coming, (laughs) you know, so if someone's you know, on their way over, they're not really going to know that you said she's coming, you know, sketch, (laughs) so they wouldn't be able to make out by looking at you.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I think there's a whole cottage industry of like bad lip reading videos. Um, You know, some of the most watched videos on YouTube, right, are here's a politician giving a speech, but because the mouth, the lip movements are a little ambiguous, You can replace the soundtrack and it really is quite compelling. Um, Your brain's willing to buy it that it says, yeah, I could see that person saying something totally ridiculous.
2: Those videos are hilarious and they're insane as well how how perfect it looks like it's matching up to their their Mm -hmm. lip movements and their overall expressions. so, I mean, was there anything else that you found interesting from this research that you kind of came across that you thought, oh, that's that's weird.
3: Yeah. And I think the big thing for us was the the big differences across people. A lot of times when you see these results and you say, oh, this is like a scientific result, you kind of assume that it just kind of works or maybe no, It's totally fake. It doesn't work at all. But we've been really impressed. We've tested hundreds, probably thousands of people now on the McGurk effect. And it always is surprising if you just ask people a simple question, what do you hear? Sometimes they, they report hearing crazy things. You know, even though we know it's only ba and ga, but people hear, you know, some people think they hear ha or they don't hear anything at all. They're just like, well, it sounds kind of like an like an ah with no initial letter. So I think that's what makes it still sort of fun is you never know what kind of surprises you're going to get if you go and actually measure a bunch of people.
0: Is there ever a case where you're not hearing any of that, that you're nearly making it up yourself in your head as to what you want to hear?
3: So I think that's maybe a deeper point um, about a lot of this work with perceptual illusions, especially is that based on what you think someone is going to say that can really drive what you end up hearing. Um, So people have done this, uh, we haven't done this but other people were you have this McGurk type stimulus, but you put it at the end of a sentence. Based on what's at the beginning of the sentence, you might hear something different. So if you say, you know, I'm going to go inside and get a blank. Well, if it's a B sound, maybe you say, I'm going to go inside and get a beer. But if you change the beginning of the sentence, so it says, I'm going outside to see a, well, then you might say, I'm going to go outside and see a deer, even though it's the exact, maybe the, the sound at the end is exactly the same, but because of what you expect to hear you don't think i'm going to go outside and see a beer that that's weird right and and your brain knows that that's weird and it almost doesn't let you hear that
2: that is that is so weird it's like your your brain is already prepping for what you're going to expect to hear and then we'll make the uh nothing's real i'm just losing all hope and faith in reality at this point we're all just living in a simulation and this is a (laughs) it's just going to collapse around us
3: right well the good thing is it's a simulation of your own making so you only have your own brain to blame. True. <laughs> so if new, you're uh, negatively thinking or you're thinking of beer,
0: Cormac, you know you have an issue. I'll go. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> <gonna> catch
2: me <laughs> drinking a deer uh, this Saturday, just be asking me serious <laughs> questions, going, what in the name of God is going on here? Um, but listen, right. b- before we let you go, I said, uh, obviously, the study of the brain is probably something that's going to keep people like yourself and scientists all over the world occupied for years to come. But from your own years of experience and research and investigation, for you, like, what's the most fascinating or mind-blowing thing that you think um, think about the human brain now what have you discovered or found to be the most fascinating part
3: yeah I think for me what's probably the most fascinating um, studying a lot of perception is how at one point it seems really simple like we do a lot of stuff with speech stimuli and so you have this sound, and it sounds really simple. But yet, you know, we try to measure. You know, sometimes we do, um, you know, brain recordings—not in this particular setup—but in other times, maybe we do brain recordings where we re- record electrical activity directly from the surface of someone's brain and something very, very simple like understanding the word dog just looks massively complicated. And you're like, how are we ever going to understand it? And so I think that's been the real eye-opener for me in some sense it's just how little we actually know and that there's something really fascinating and complicated going on even to solve some simple question like recognizing a word. Is just phenomenally complex.
0: It's all so fascinating. It really is. Um, if anybody wants to get in touch with you or find out more of your work or what you're looking into, where can they find you?
3: Yeah, I think the best thing um, for us is, you know, most academics, we're on places like Google Scholar, um, but I also we do ResearchGate and LinkedIn. Um, people are, can just uh, Google me and I should come up.
2: Yeah, we appreciate you yeah, coming absolutely. on. And uh, Professor, Assistant Professor John McNaughty thanks a million for uh, speaking with us on FMO4 this evening. Yeah, sure thing. Take
1: care.